Welcome to Vet Friends Podcast, Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. Vet Friends is a national vitiligo support community founded by Valerie Molyneux. For information about Vet Friends, classes, support groups for youth, teens, and adults, visit us at www.vetfriends.org. For questions or comments, you can email us at support at vetfriends.org. Bit Friends podcasts are now sponsored by my Bitiligo team. Welcome to Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. On today's show, I have three special guests. I would like to introduce Alana, Sharon, and Alicia. So welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hi, thanks for having me. You're welcome, welcome. So we're going to have a great conversation today. We're going to talk a little bit about everything. And I think, Elena, I think I said your name wrong, so I'm going to correct it right I, now. I, I, I called it, I called it, but you know what? Hey, that's what we do on the show. We make mistakes, but guess what? I'm going to bring it back. But so, Elena, welcome to the show. So I've had Thank an opportunity, you. you're welcome. I've had an opportunity to talk to Alicia before and Sharon, and I also wanted to bring you on so we can learn a little bit about your journey and as well as something special that the three of you are doing later this month, but I'll get into that later. So Elena, share yes. with us your journey with vitiligo. When did it start? You know, how did it make you feel? Maybe any treatments you, you know, you had. So it's on you now. <clears throat> okay. Well, thank you so much for having me once again. I'm truly honored. And I, I too have um, never spoken to Alicia, um, but we have had some dialogue on social media um, and of course, Sharon, we have had years of conversation and discussions and we've worked together on some things. So we definitely have a, um, a beautiful relationship. Um, yes. And obviously this is, I know, um, <laughs> <clears throat> my first time meeting you, Ben yes. definitely, you know, suggested, hey, Mark wants to have you on the show. And I was like, okay, fine, sure. Yeah, um, all are welcome. Yes, yes, yes. So my journey, um, I am 42 years old. I will be 43 this year. Um, I live in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, I'm not originally from here. And my vitiligo journey started when I was at the age of 20. Um, I already knew what it was. It just showed up like a little heart shape underneath one of my eyes. I don't remember which one it is now, but my, because my mother had the condition as well. Okay. Um, so it wasn't anything unfamiliar um, to me. And um, I think she, she, I think she actually was for me the best role model um, in terms of having the condition because I've never seen her cower or I've never seen her show any signs of insecurities or um, feel as if um, that it stopped her or made her feel any differently about herself. Now, she may have, obviously, right. but I didn't see that growing up. Right, um, right. And she lost all of her pigmentation probably when she was about... 55 maybe 57 okay um and so i did see her grow through her journey of losing her pigmentation from a young girl all the way up into my adulthood 
Um, so, you know, again, for me, as the pigmentation would come and go away, it just wasn't anything foreign. Um, it wasn't anything that I felt like I had to be afraid of. It didn't affect my self-esteem necessarily. Um, but you do always have those questions in your mind or you find that people stare or they ask the craziest questions or um, they might be afraid to ask. So they spark up random Right. Unnecessary conversation, right? To make you feel comfortable, but really it's you that's uncomfortable. I'm completely fine. Right. Hey, did um, you know the sky is blue? You know, something yeah, weird. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, but thanks for telling me. So um I think as I've gotten a little older, I realized that um the skin condition or vitiligo did affect me, but I was unclear as to how until I got older and I'm like, oh this is actually really freaking dope. Right. And I became more comfortable, not so, not that I was uncomfortable, but I don't think how uncomfortable I was, if that makes any sense. Um, um, and so as I got older, I, I became more comfortable with being stared at or having those crazy weird questions or, um, you know, Maybe not being um, included in certain things, right. you know what I mean? Because she's going to bring all the attention or what have you, you know, just some of that. Some of that that I didn't realize was a thing until I got older. It was like, oh, this is really a thing. Right. Um, my advocacy. So <clears throat> a couple years back, I started a media group called Vitiligo Rocks. Um, the purpose of that was to embrace um, publications, whether it be audio, visual, um, to to the Federico community and those outside of the community, um, and <clears throat> really trying to find a footprint within the community and outside of the community. I got a little lost. I'm going to be honest. I got a little lost with it. And um, I didn't necessarily want to do things that have already been done before, like do the interviews. And not that they're not helpful and not that they don't have meaning. Um, but I kind of found that it was redundant because there were other groups and organizations and other outlets that were doing the same thing. Um, and so I just felt like it was a little redundant. And what I found is that I became more effective by the people that were impacted just from that small um, time that I helped that I held on to this platform um, I started to get people who wanted to just have a conversation and they didn't necessarily want to be broadcasted and so what I drew from that was more people felt more comfortable having those one-on-one -on -one conversations, but in a private capacity. Right. And um, the best thing that I can do or that I could have done was just to show the world um, the level of confidence that you can still have regardless. And um, so I think I did like a whole six months of like professional photo shoots 
and some of those images you can kind of see going viral and some of those other images you know I put on my page and they've been in certain magazines and newspapers and publications and things like that um and I think for me I feel more fulfilled and most effective by having those one-on-one conversations and a lot of people just reached out they just reach out in my dm or whatever and it's interesting because a couple weeks ago a young lady who is a new and upcoming artist she's actually she's considered as she reached out to me said that she started the condition and we had a really good conversation and i keep in touch but i was just like damn like that's pretty freaking dope right you know like she really felt like and I don't know if she had reached out to anyone else in the community. I'm not quite sure, but I felt I felt honored right. that um, out of anyone that she could have reached out to, she felt comfortable to do that with me. And we had a really good conversation. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of like my cool, cool. And, and, and you know, let me say this. Um, and and I often feel we all advocate in our different ways you know Mm -hmm. where whether Mm -hmm. it's through some through modeling some through art some Mm -hmm. through Mm -hmm. uh podcasting some through music you know there's so many different ways that we can do it and i feel like there's so much out there we can share the love we can share the wealth um but Mm -hmm. i i also recognize that we have become and i say we meaning the vitiligo community we become very possessive over you know vitiligo sometimes um and before I get into the, the quick topic um, of advocacy work and blah, 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 I want to welcome Sharon King. Introduce yourself. Tell us which organization, if any, that you're affiliated with. I'm sure, I'm sure people would know. Introduce yourself. Hello. Thank you, Mark. Hello, all. I am Sharon King. I am the founder and executive director of the Liddy Ligo Community Network. Uh, I am in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, and we have advocates kind of sprinkled out everywhere. So that's me. Awesome. Well, thank you, Sharon, for being here. And then I have Alicia. Introduce yourself. Tell us where you're from, which organization, of any, and then we'll kind of go from there. Hi, everyone. My name is Alicia Archibald. I'm here in Georgia, in Athens, Georgia. I'm associated with So Rare They Stare, founded in 2019. Um, there's nothing in my area and I had no one else to talk to. So that's kind of how it got kicked off. Awesome, awesome. Well, I thank all three of you for being here. And, you know, I, I do represent Vit Friends and I understand, you know, we, we all have different organizations, but I feel like our mission, regardless, is still the same. And to me, you know, we're here to support people within our community, meaning the Vitiligo community, that may have some challenges, you know, and Mm -hmm. they might reach out to Sharon, they might reach out to me, might reach out to Alicia, Elena, we don't know, but I feel like our arms should always be open to anybody who needs to talk, you know, anybody who Mm -hmm. needs that support, whether they're young or old. Um, So let's talk a little bit about uh, advocacy work. Um, Elena, you mentioned yours. Alicia, tell us a little bit about some of your work there in Georgia. And I know this pandemic has slowed things down. It hasn't stopped it. It just slowed it down. So um, tell us a little bit about what's happening in Georgia. Okay. So what's happening now, um, since things are starting to open back up, um, we're going to go back into trying to do some of the things that we talked about before the pandemic hit. Um, I work for SunTrust, well, I work for Truist, and I had been invited to come and speak 
on a diversity and inclusion panel. And um, they were so excited because they were like, well, we've never had anyone to talk about something like this. You know, it's been about, you know, whether it's LBGT or women's rights and things of that nature, but never someone to talk about a skin condition. And um, so that's something that I'm still trying to get back with my company to try and do that. Um, I've, been, I've been asked to, to speak um, on a, with a couple of um, organizations, a women's group. And um, so what I, my mentor, some of you, many of you already know Perry Whaley. Um, one of the things that I've talked about with him this year, because we've all been so disconnected because of COVID, what I want to do this year is kind of like what Elena was saying, um, the one-on-one -on -one private conversations, but I just want to get to, um, because I miss people, I just want to get back out there and start talking to people more, whether it's an interview that I do put out there on social media, but I just want to get to meet other people. So our group, um, one of the goals that we're working on, we want to um, <coughs> partner with the Boys and Girls Club, or some of the smaller groups, the summer camps in our area. And if we can't do a vitiligo camp because we haven't gotten enough donations just yet, we just got our 501c3 less than a year ago. So um, we don't have the donations and the monies in yet to start our own camp, but we want a camp just to, um, primarily for kids to try and grab them at a young age. So we're hoping that we can partner with other summer camps to be able to at least have one week or a day to come in to speak to young kids, because I think it's important to try and grab the young minds right. and, and just to get out there and um, let them know it's okay to be different. So. Absolutely. Thank you very much for that update. Uh, let's go to Sharon, what's happening with Lady Ligo? I know, I know there's a lot, but condense it just a little bit because I don't want to be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. Um, well, yeah, so actually, yeah, so in, in the fashion of Liddy Ligo doing the most, um, we do have some things coming up that I will not reveal that are coming up, so I will not take up all the time. Um, okay. But some things that are coming up, uh, our book club, we have a monthly book club. It is free. It is open to anyone. Um, it's recommended for families with children aged, uh, I think it's four to 12. Um, we, we read books from Diane Abler's um, A Little Spot Of collection, and it explores like different feelings, uh, confidence, worry, things like that. Um, and we have these great group discussions. Um, you just have to, you know, register um, on a Go form. It's on our, um, on our website and our uh, Go form, Google form. Uh, on our website um, and yeah and it'll send you the link and you can just pop in um, you don't have to be on camera you know you don't have to put your name if you're not comfortable you know um, we, we take everyone at whatever stage that they are so everyone is welcome um, we are having our monochromatic skate party fundraiser here <coughs> in Austin, uh, April 15th uh, it is the Thursday before Good Friday and like school vacation here right. um, so I think that's going to be a lot of fun you know monochromatic uh, means, you know, different shades of one color, which is, you know, very, you know, in the fashion of vitiligo. So uh, we are hoping to do this annually if this one goes well. So yes, please check that out also on our website. Um, I am going to be the Coalition of Skin Diseases representative on behalf of the GVF uh, for the American Academy of Dermatology an uh, annual meeting 
in March in Boston. I'm very excited awesome. about that. Um, and I think that's it. Uh, yeah, that's my wrap up. Please. Always, yeah. always great things <laughs> happen in our community. Um, as you know, I do the podcast. So um, one thing I, I like to do on the podcast, I don't always talk about vitiligo. So I, I will invite different people, different organizations to speak. Uh, I just had a podcast run today and I talked to a gentleman here that works for our uh, local government. He's a part of the Alcohol and Drug Administration. And um, so we talked about, you know, um, supporting our kids who may be considering drinking, you know, at an underage um, or may already be drinking at an underage, but also we share some information for the adults who may be struggling through this pandemic, you know, to find support from, you know, although it's a North Carolina-based group, he has a global outreach because he has his own business where he travels to speak about, you know, um, alcohol abuse and, you know, drug abuse and a little bit of everything. So you now I try to bring all types of people on because I feel like our condition Yes, it's on the surface. It's on our skin. I understand it runs deep, you know, with emotions and feelings, but a lot of that's connected to being a human being, being a human being, you know, and being human, you know, there's so many things we deal with, um, in particular during this pandemic. We, we're dealing with mental health, and I've had some mental health specialists come on. Um, relationships, you name it. Um, I have a relationship panel, part two coming up um, next Sunday at two o'clock. Uh, that should be a very interesting one. I have a panel of um, eight people, which include myself, and we're going to talk about um, providing some tips on how do you get that number, how do you get that date, you know, once you get the date, what do you do to sustain that relationship once you start, you know, what are some fun activities to keep you all together, and then once you get married, you know, how do you keep that marriage together past that five-year mark, you know? And and we're going to share a little bit of everything. And I, I, I consider all of us relationship experts because we've all been through relationships. Some of us have been married and divorced, and some people on the panel will be single. And I have, you know, some married couples. So it's going to be great. Right before uh, Valentine's Day, hopefully somebody will get, you know, um, some some great ideas, some support, and, and maybe get some encouragement that, you know, I can go out and get that number from that person I've been eyeballing for 20 years. You know, who knows? So <laughs> that's one of those things um, that we're doing as well. And um, and I just sat on a vital program with GBS this past weekend. So there's a lot going on in our community. There are a lot of groups doing a lot of great things. And we need to celebrate each other, you know, when we're doing these things. Because people are looking. And they're looking at our groups and saying, okay, but there's this group, there's that group. What are y'all doing to celebrate each other? You know, so to me, I consider this a celebration because I have different people, different groups, and we're celebrating each other. So thank you all for sharing that. Here's my question. What are your thoughts about treatment? Um, and I know everybody's in different places. Uh, I've tried topical cream. I stopped after a while because I felt like it wasn't doing anything for me. It was just lotion. Um, and I've said this in a meeting with some doctors and some clinical research people, I said, how many more treatments are you going to put on the market? I said, I think I think we're beyond treatment at this point. What some people are looking for, not all of us, but some, they're looking for a cure. They're looking for something that maybe they'd have to take for a year and after that, they're done. Because a treatment, I feel like you're treating forever. Once you stop that treatment, you run a risk of your vitiligo, you know, coming out stronger, um, or it could work for you. It all depends on your body. 
I said, but a treatment, you, I feel like you have to keep doing it over and over and over again. Um, I'm not against treatments. I'm just, I, I feel like, you know, I noticed somebody out there who wants treatments and they need treatment. And I get it, understand it. But I feel at some point, I want us to have a cure for those who want it. Who want it? Not everybody's going to take a cure. I get it. It's different for every person and everybody's different on what they want for their own bodies and what for themselves. What are your thoughts? Let's start down with Elena. Um, I'm not against treatment. I don't think that, <clears throat> I think, I think at, at this time in my life, I feel like I've done so much internal work to accept where I'm at. Right. Um, so I don't, I don't, I, I don't think I would be interested in treatment or necessarily a cure. I think now um, I've attached my identity to this, um, which could or could be or not be a good thing. Who's to say? Um, and so. You know, I feel like there would have to be some unlearning and unhinging of that to do all over again. Right. So I, I I would say, you know, for those individuals who are interested in treatment, they feel like that's the best um, solution or cure-all or best way for them to deal with this, then, you know, I think it's a great idea. But for me personally, I... I'm, I'm all right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And and that's a fair assessment. It's different for everybody. You know, Alicia. Yeah. Um. Well, I, I I know I've had the conversation with you before, Mark. I am at that point where I don't want any treatment. I've um, done a few things in the past, and I made up my mind about four or five years ago. This is my, I guess I'm entering my eighth year with vitiligo now. Mine's when I was 42. Uh, yeah, when I was 42. And um, as for me with treatment, I started to see some spots, um, some color or some pigmentation coming back when I was taking it. But one of the medications that I was on um, the doctor ended up telling me that it could affect my liver. And when she told me that, I knew I didn't want to do it anymore because I'm not one who likes to take medication anyway. But when she said that, I said, no. So I've done a couple of um, research um, studies and I've been asked that question. I said, I might try something that's topical, but as for me, I guess sounding like not sound to repeat what, Elena, what Elena said, but I've accepted me, and so along with what my group does is to encourage those to accept, you know, accept where they are. I'm okay with someone else saying, because in the beginning, I did want to take medication thinking that maybe I could slow it down, but that was when I only had a few spots. This is so far beyond that. Right. So I wouldn't want to come back and have all the blotches that I had when I started to lose it. So. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and Sharon, your thoughts? Um, you know, I'm, I'm honestly just going to echo a lot of uh, what both these ladies said, where, you know, I'm in a place where, you know, I was diagnosed when I was 11. So that's 24 years for me. 
Um, and I've literally grown through it. So for me, I'm not personally interested um, in treatment. You know, I did try uh, Protopic and the other one that uh, Desolin, I think, um, tried that. It didn't work. Um, the light box was the next thing. But, you know, I often tell my story and say, hey, I was 11 years old. The side effects scared me. The uh, dermatologist was somebody who told me that it was just some white spots and it doesn't affect my health. Um, and I'm the one that had to inquire about the side effects that were also very scary at the time. Like this was 1999. Um, so, you know, for me, treatment was a big turnoff and I just kind of dealt with it in, in whatever way I could. Um, but as a leader, as someone um, in the community, I also echo uh, what these ladies said again, where, you know, if treatment is what you feel like will make you feel better, if that is part of your healing journey, absolutely do it. Right. You know, right. I tell you, there is no one right way to heal. So as long as you're not harming yourself, mm -hmm. do, you know, do what you need to do to get to a place where you can accept yourself unconditionally. I, I definitely believe in that. Absolutely. And and with anything you try, you know, if you're listening to our listeners out there, if you're listening to this and you're considering considering a um, treatment, ask questions, ask those hard questions out there. What are the side effects? If this is going to affect me six months from now, you know, or what organs may it affect? You know, like you said, the liver, you know, it could create this. I don't know. This treatment might give you heart palpitations or something. You know, you just don't know. And if you don't ask, you'll never know. And I feel like we have the right as, you know, someone who decides that I want this treatment to ask those questions, you know, and if you decide it's for you, it's for mm -hmm. you. We support you on that. If you decide you don't want to do it, we support you on that too. You know, and that's the importance of ha also having a support system around you to help you navigate through all those decisions. And if you decide not to do treatment, to now help you navigate through living with vitiligo. Um, let's talk about something else. All right, so there's this, I don't know if y'all heard any buzz about this thing that's happening in Atlanta, but it was created by uh, the brainchild of five men that got together. It's called the Vitiligo Brotherhood Alliance, you know, and they, they came up with this idea about this summit. And it was, it started off as, hey, we should do this. Why not? Let's keep going. And and now it's going to be an official um Although it's the Men's Vitiligo Summit, but we're just going to call it the Vitiligo Summit, March 11th through 13th in Atlanta. Um, and the keynote speaker, we're going to have several speakers, which I have three on right now, but the keynote speaker will be Coach Carl, Carl Dunbar from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, let's talk about that. We're not going to give away what you're going to talk about during your breakout room, but let's generate some, some excitement from that. So... What are your thoughts about it? I don't care who goes first. It could be Sharon. It could be Alicia. It could be Atlanta. Who wants to go first just to drum up some excitement? Go for it, Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> You've been put on the spot. It's your turn. Hey, well, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm mostly, you know what sold me? The Hawks game, okay? The Hawks game, <laughs> yep. I love, listen, I love sports. I was a ball player back in my day. Uh, you know, my son is a ball player. I absolutely love sports. Sports is really what taught me how to be this person. It taught me leadership, you know, it taught me perseverance it taught me a lot. Um, so I was very excited about that. Um, and then when I, when I was asked to speak, you know, I, I was absolutely excited about that. I won't tell you what, but the title of it is being strong, being a warrior and being lit. So just to sprinkle a little bit about okay. Okay. what I'm going to talk about, you know, 
Um, but if you know anything about Liddy Ligo, um, you know I'm going to bring it. Um, I will tell you that um, I would, I hope that we do have some kids. If there are kids, I got some kids. Okay, good. I got stuff for the kids. And I have affirmation posters. And you okay. can pick out of, I think it's 16 different words, the best one that describes you. And I need some lit pictures. Okay, so I'm very excited to meet everyone. I'm, oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And let me say this real quick before we get to Alicia or Elena. Uh, for the parents that are listening, yes, you can bring your kids. And you yeah. can bring your big kids, too. That means your yeah. husband or your wife. Bring your big yeah. kids. Let's go have some fun. <laughs> um, yes, there'll be a basketball game. Um, you know, and we can't tell you how we got the game, but just know we, we, we're good. You know, we have great connections within our community, but we can't give them yeah, all the secrets. Dope. I'm excited, too. I can't um, wait. But, but, you know. Let me let you two ladies speak, and I'm going to follow up with something. So y'all can decide who wants to go next. Go ahead, Alicia. Go ahead. Go oh, ahead, there go we ahead. go. Mary <laughs> kind of threw this out there at me. I mean, even before saying we're going to have the women, he was saying, well, Alicia, you know, we're going to have our alignment mm -hmm. talking about the men. And immediately I got jealous. And I said, how is it that you guys can have the men coming together and not having us there? He said, well, the men just want to do something. And he was trying to explain it to me. I said, I don't agree with that. I said, can you go back to your group and talk to them? And at least on the last day, maybe when you guys have your last day, let everyone come in. I said, how can you have all these people coming to Atlanta and we not know, you know, get to meet mm -hmm. each other? I was and he said, uh -oh. Looks like we lost Alicia. She's coming back. She's coming back. Can you hear me now? We can yeah. hear you now. Okay. I just told him, I said, well, go back to your group and talk to them. I said, because I want to meet all these people that are coming to Atlanta. And so <laughs> when he came back, he said, well, guess what, Alicia? We're going to open it up. And so, yeah, I was thrilled. I am so, so excited. So anyone listening out there, I can't wait to post this on my page. And probably every other day leading up to it, I'm going to put something out there. But yes, I am so excited. Um, I've got a couple of people. I talked to a couple of older ladies. I told Perry, um, some of the ladies in, in our group, <clears throat> older people. And so I knew that they may not want to go to the game, but they're so excited about meeting other people. Mm -hmm. um, when I, I saw Sharon, I saw you, I saw Valerie and Alicia, when I, I wasn't even on social media until the Houston conference. And I saw so many people with vitiligo and I was like, oh my God, because that was when mine started to really spread. Um, mine really didn't get like this until two years, what, two to three years ago. So because I heard about all these people coming to Atlanta, oh my God, I am so excited. I was like a kid. I was, I told my husband, I was like, guess what? They're coming to Atlanta. And this was before I was even told, you know, asked if I would be a speaker. I woke up to that. I woke up to Perry sending me an email because um, he just kept saying, well, Alicia, you just never know what's going to happen. And I woke up, he sent me an Evite link. And that's when I saw our pictures. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I am, I'm over, I'm overjoyed. And just the people in my community, I just can't wait to, because I told my husband, I said, even if they don't want, I'll pay for them to come just mm -hmm. on so I'm even going to do that. And we're um, actually reaching out to get sponsors. I'll pay for it. And if I get sponsor money, get the money back. I just want them to experience being around more people than just the few that we see in our community. It, it's going to be a great thing. Absolutely. 
So we're going to throw it down to Elena. Thank you, Alicia. So I'm, I three, I'm excited. Like, <laughs> I mean, seriously, like I, I, I'm, cannot wait to just embrace everybody and um <clears throat> I talked to Perry actually uh, a couple days ago and I'm like okay what's on the itinerary what are we doing like and he was just like calm down calm down calm down I don't know I, I wouldn't even let him get a word in edgewise but <clears throat> um I like his vision I like the fact that what he what he his mission or his vision is is that he just wants to create an opportunity for us to come together and have a good time in our own unique way where things aren't so um, structured or, um, you know, you have all these things going on. Um, it just kind of gives everybody an opportunity to be authentic and be themselves. And <clears throat> um, I love that. I love that idea. I love it. I love it. I love it. So I too am not going to spoil it. No, don't spoil um, it. But I am, like Sharon, um, I do have some little gifts that I'm going to be giving out. Um, I'll probably, I haven't decided on the number, but it'll be some cute pieces with, um, uh, I started a clothing line with Vitiligo Rocks Media. So I have some cute sweatshirts and hoodies and body, uh, body con dresses for the women that are going to be there. So it'll be fun. Well, good, good. You know, and, and this is going to be a, a great occasion. Now, and let me say this, it, we did start it off thinking about the men and the reason why we were thinking about the men because we were like they're, they're, what are we doing as men there's nothing like if you look on social media there are groups but there was nothing to bring the men together and if you know if you don't catch men we're not coming to stuff we're not going to show up we're going to sit at home watch the game and you know and we were trying to really bring us together and so the five of us got together and we always tell people the alliance is not an affiliation you know it, it's not a group but we are men that came together for this idea of creating something to bring um more men together and then it went from well if we if we're bringing the men if a man has a wife or girlfriend why can't he bring her you know all right, so wait a minute. If he has a wife, girlfriend, he's got to bring his kids, you know, if he has kids. So we had to really rethink things and, and figure out how to bring everybody together. And I feel like this is a good in-between point before any conventions, you know. And I say mm -hmm. conventions because there'll be more than one convention happening um, mm -hmm. in June. And because think about it, we haven't seen each other and some of us never met. Yeah, I've never met anyone really i mean i've seen you all virtually in my little rectangle here but in person i i haven't had an opportunity to meet people um outside of north carolina you know i've met perry i've met ben andre and maybe a few other people here and there but for the most part i don't know many people in the community and i feel like this gives us all an opportunity to get together to socialize have fun and just just really you know see the family Let's put it that way, to see the family. It's a family reunion. And then in June, you get to see the extended family. You know, so just that that's how I'm vision, you know, visualizing this. And, and I'm like, it's its a family reunion, but then we're going to have the bigger family reunion down the road. Uh, but it'll be a great time. So for those who are listening, you're on the fence about, should I go, should I not go? Come on out. It's in Atlanta. We're going to have a good time, have some fun. Um, the Hawks game should be great, whether they win or lose, 
who knows, we, we're there to socialize and enjoy it together. You know, somebody's going to say, I don't even know who's winning because you're going to be laughing with your friends and just, you know, just having a great time together. Um, and, and that was one of the points I wanted to say, though, that um, this is important to our community. It's, it's a point of unity. We're unifying. This is not about one group or this group. This is about everybody coming together in one central place to be together. And I think we need more of that. You know, going into um, the later part of this year, I think we need to have another event. May not be as big, whatever, who knows? But we need to have something else because if not, that that year of waiting for a convention, you lose you lose contact with a lot of people. You know, we may see each other virtually, but having an in-person, you know, relationship, fellowship is very important to us. Um, I got a couple of questions and then we're going to wrap things up. So my question to you, if you ran into somebody and they didn't have vitiligo, what's the one thing that you would say to them? Um, just if, if they ask you, so tell me one thing about vitiligo, what would it be? What would you say to them? I'll start. I'll start while you think. Um, my biggest thing, and I, and I say it quite often um, when I have my podcast and when I'm talking to people, we're human beings first. You know, treat us like human beings. Don't treat us like a mutation. Don't treat us like we're a, a totally different subset group that exists on this planet. No, we're human beings first. Treat us like that. Talk to us like you would talk to your friends. Talk to us like, you know, your family members. You know, we like to do the same things. Yeah, we are people. We come with everything that everybody else comes with. We just look different and we stand out. But don't treat us like, we don't belong in this planet, you know, because we are human beings first. Now, who's ready to go next? There we go. Sharon King. There we go. I will go. I will go. Uh, what I will say is, you know, know that not everyone you see with vitiligo is in a place where they're ready to talk about it. Right. Um, whereas a lot of us have got to a place where, you know, we can have that conversation like this. There was a time where I couldn't have this conversation without turning beet red. So, you know, just be mindful in the approach and just just try to be, you know, empathetic and just mindful of how a person responds to you asking a question. Absolutely. Just be mindful. Absolutely. Very good advice. Uh, Alicia, Elena, who would like to go next? Um, I like that. Um, and I know Sharon has that, has a slogan um, you can ask, but ask respectfully, though. Mm -hmm. Yes, I like that. Um, she's right. Um, I believe one of the things that I would say of someone or something that I've said, um, one thing that I would tell someone is, I'm just like you. It's just like you, I, I just simply lost my pigment. There's, I'm the Absolutely. same. Yeah, so... And um, I, I do get asked, let me just add this. I do get asked a lot, well, does it hurt? <laughs> um, and you can't always, we're in a, you know, we're in a society or in a place in the world where because of COVID, but I'm one, I touch people, I'll touch you with my finger and say, it's not contagious. <laughs> so <laughs> right. I know the person is wanting you to touch them too. But I, I do, I tell people, no, it doesn't hurt. I'm just like you. It's just that I don't have pigment. Look, you tell me, yeah, if you punch me, that'll hurt. Yeah, if you 
pinch me, slap me, that might hurt, but you know, no, vitiligo doesn't hurt. Internally, you know, it could hurt, but still. Yeah. yeah. Elena? Well, my, my response is not as eloquent as everybody else's. <laughs> <laughs> no curse words, no curse words. No curse words. <laughs> no, <I'm sorry. laughs> well, I started a slogan as well, and I kind of put this as my hashtags on a lot of my photos is uh, it's okay to stare. Mm. Um, and I agree with you, Shan, that some people aren't ready and some people do get offended, um, but that's my hashtag, right? So, um <clears throat> I think that was just a, a pivotal point for me when I realized that, um, you know, I can't pick up something and hit you with it because you're staring at me. So let me just be okay with this. Let me just embrace the fact that you're staring and that's why it's okay. So that has been my hashtag. Um, like I said, my response is not as eloquent as yours, uh, all three of yours, but I have um, just become extremely comfortable with myself and the way that people respond. I used to get really offended um, when people would stare. But now, even it's like some of my shirts that I, my my um, apparel, it's on there. It's okay to stare. And people were like, oh, wow. Okay. That's, and it also is a conversation starter. Um, as they're reading the shirt or reading whatever, um, it's like, oh, it's okay to stare. Oh, I love that. Oh, you know. Um, so that's my answer. <laughs> that's oh, my response. Great responses for everybody. Now, somebody asked me this question, and I and I had to really think about it. And I didn't answer, but I had to think about it. She said, are they staring at your vitiligo, or are they staring because they find you attractive? Mm. I was like, oh, I didn't think about that. But... You know, at that time, you know, when you have vitiligo, you're not always thinking, oh, they're looking at me because they think I'm the bomb. Sometimes you're thinking they're looking at my spots. You know, we don't know. We don't know unless you have that conversation with that person while they're staring. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. just like we want them to be gentle with us, we got to be gentle with them, you know, in our yeah. point. You exactly. know, we can't be like, what you staring at? Why are you looking at me? You know, we can't go at, get, go at somebody like that. We have to be gentle. Hey, I, I noticed you staring, you know. Yeah, it's called vitiligo. And who knows what would happen, you know. Maybe if you're single, maybe, you know, it could lead to a date. Who knows? Or not. Or a good friend. <laughs> but, I mean, you just never know. But here's, here's my last question before we start wrapping things up. Um, what <clears throat> advice or what, what kind of words of encouragement would you say to, say to someone who has vitiligo, whether they just started with vitiligo or have had it for a long time, but you recognize they might be dealing with some challenges? Well, I'll go first. Um, I'm a hugger. Um, I love people. That's just who I am. And um, I've never been afraid. My husband will tell you, Alicia never meets a stranger. So I'm empathetic to people. So when I see other people with vitiligo, I've, I'm better than I used to be because I just run up on people like, hey, you have vitiligo too, but everyone. <laughs> you would scare me. I'm like, oh. I'm like, stop I met that crazy lady with vitiligo. <laughs> you know the one that keeps running them in the grocery store? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But, but that's just my But, you know, that's all different. But that's just who I am. And so I'm better where I'm, I've tamed myself where I don't 
approach people like that, but I'll look at you and I'll smile, but I will, I approach people all the time with or without vitiligo, but for someone who I see that's not ready, because there are people, oh gosh, there are people in my group who weren't ready to have a discussion about it. And they're like, Alicia, I want to do this interview, but please no picture. And mm. uh, so I'm okay with that. Um, but I'm open to talk to someone because I have that empathetic ear. I, I love to, I love to sit and talk with people. I love to sit and pray with people. So that's just me. So I just want people to know that I care and that I'm willing to listen to you if you want to talk or when you're ready to talk. Absolutely. Who's going to go next? Um, I don't know. That's such a complex question, I think, because um, I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of times um, it it's not, may not necessarily be someone that I run into. I mean, like Alicia, I, I have been very guilty of seeing someone out and they have been like, oh, and I'm like, and I like run up to that. I'm like, come on, I take a selfie. And I will ask, you know, do you mind first? And right, then they're right. like, sure. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, because I, I, we, we all understand being going throughout your day-to-day life. And you, when you don't see people like you, right. you know, that you are oftentimes, you know, the only person in the room. Right. And so when you see someone else, you feel like a, a, a just, a connection, just a little spark there. Like, ah, oh my gosh, she has it too. Oh my God. You know? And so who doesn't want to feel that? You know what I mean? And and we both know that, or all of us know that there are people who aren't ready to talk about it, but you see them still look over. You know what I mean? Right, you can tell the, right. there's some resistance there that they're not sure if you're comfortable. You know what I mean? But <clears throat> from my experiences, um, I don't think I've ever encountered anyone face-to-face um, that wasn't receptive to my big greeting. Um, and I don't really, I'm gonna be honest with you. I I don't, I don't know what I would say. Um, I know that, um, the best thing I could do is listen. Absolutely. I've always said that before we get to sharing that, um, one of the problems that we have, not not just the vitiligo community, but we as people, we don't know when to shut up. We And I'm saying that, I'm not even gonna say the rest of that should follow that, but we always feel like we have to have a solution for everything. Oh, I can solve it. No, people just, sometimes we just want you to listen, you know? Mm-hmm. And if we take the time to listen to people, we'll have a better understanding of what that person is going through, what their journey is, mm-hmm. and maybe what they need after that. So yeah, yeah. sometimes we just got to zip it and be like, I, yep. I hear you. Yep. On that note, Sharon King. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would have to say, again, I very much agree with these ladies and you as well, Mark. Um, you know, you know, that question is very complex. You know, what would you tell? I feel like that's that's very subjective. It, it depends on the person that you're interacting with, you know, and I think that it's very easy to kind of get lost in that blanket, you know, kind of support that generic, you know, just, just buck up, just buck up and stay in there and just, you know, <laughs> you know, it's very, I, I, I think, yeah, it, each case is different. You know, I've had right. people that 
um, you know, weren't ready to talk, but they want to be in the room. I've been mm-hmm. went to a casino with a friend and I'm walking, we're walking through the halls. Um, and there's a lady with vitiligo. We made eye contact and she literally, she's like, I love you. And I'm like, I love you too. We just kept walking. And my mm-hmm. friend, he was like, that is so cool. I love that you guys do that. Yes. That is definitely, you know, and then I met a guy at Walgreens. He looks at me, he goes, oh, you have what I had. He was um, an Asian man. He's like, you have what I have. And I was like, yeah, it's vitiligo. He's like, that's what this is called. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you have vitiligo. Here's my card, hit me up. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, like, yeah, right. yeah. So like every approach is absolutely different. So I definitely right. agree. But the one, uh, the one piece of advice I would give is that there is no joy or progress in comparison, okay? Your right. journey is yours, anyone else's. And if you are not comfortable speaking, that doesn't make your journey any less or or significant than anyone else's. You know, your journey is completely yours. So that that is that one piece of advice that I'm going to give everybody. Absolutely. And, and you know, it's funny, like with some men, I've, I've run into uh, men out in public and we do the old, the old man thing. You know, you look at each other and you just nod. There's no <laughs> conversation. There's that, I acknowledge you. I give you either the heads up or the nod, either one, and we keep on going, you know? And it's just, mm-hmm. everybody's different. Everybody likes to have that yeah. approach differently. That don't mean we really need to sit down and have a conversation, but I do acknowledge you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I do mm-hmm. want to say, I guess to add my two or three cents in here before we wrap up, um, that I don't, it, the approach is different for every person, you know? and who you encounter and how comfortable you are talking to them and how comfortable they are talking to you. Um, but I, I often say that don't let vitiligo define who you are because a lot of times when we meet people, that's the first thing we talk about. But I'm like, no, I'm an artist. I mean, I like to write, I draw. You know, these are all the things that make me mark. I have vitiligo also, you know? So I always try to find out more about the person before, you know, okay, you, you do have vitiligo. And I understand, you know, even coming on the podcast, I understand, you know, this is a vitiligo-based you know, podcast. And a lot of times we want to hear that story, but I also want to know a little bit about the person. You know, everybody on here is creative in some form or fashion. Alicia, she says she loves to talk. And I see it there, Alicia, I'll get to you in a second. And, you know, Elena, you're creative, you know, and, and sharing love basketball and anime and all this stuff you know these are things that make us who we are as people you know and and i often like to focus on that let's focus on the human condition and then worry about vitiligo after that because i do want you to point at me as being human and then Lisa, i'm gonna get to you real quick um but everyone's journey is different like sharon said yes and everyone has a story whether you have five percent depigmentation or 100 percent and I'll let anybody tell you anything any different because I've had it done to me where somebody told me my story wasn't important because I didn't have as much as them. And I'm sitting there going, you know what? Mm. Yep. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. But oh, but no, I, and I did say in response, you know, you have no right to tell me my story is not as important as somebody else's. You don't have that right because you're not walking in my shoes. You know, you don't live my life. You don't live my journey. So, and I'm saying this now for anyone listening, Everyone's story is important, regardless of how much vitiligo you have, regardless of where it's located. If I'm sitting here on this call right now, which I am, and you only see my face, you think, oh, he doesn't have vitiligo. Bam, my hands go up. You're like, whoa, what happened? You know, 
<laughs> so you, you can't tell just by looking on the outside of a person. You have people that have vitiligo in places that you're not allowed to see unless they show you, you know, and we have to respect that as a community. If somebody says, I have vitiligo, you, we don't have the right to go to that person and say, show me, prove it to me. <clears throat> you might not be ready for that. I mean, just to be real. All right, that's my spiel. Let me go to Alicia real quick, and then we're going to wrap things up. Um, I, one of the things that you mentioned that um, vitiligo is not who you are. It's just that something else that you have. Um, as for me, I just want to say um, a lot of the people who know me, because I'm very outspoken, it used to be that I would, I want to address the elephant in the room and I didn't want people to feel uncomfortable when they're talking to me. I didn't want them to keep staring at my spots or, and so it used to be that I would always go ahead and start talking about vitiligo to kind of make them feel comfortable. But it got to the place where people kept saying, well, Alicia, I wasn't even looking at that or I'm not, I'm not. Right. So I've gotten to that place now where sometimes I forget I have it and Absolutely. someone will, will come back and ask me about it. So I want us, I want us to, um, our community to just be accepted. Yes, it's a skin condition, but I want to be normal just like everyone else. And don't just look at me. Oh, you're looking at me because I'm beautiful, not because I have vitiligo. Right, right. So yeah, I've gotten to that place now where yeah, I forget I have it sometimes, and um, mm -hmm. I, I want it to be that someone comes to me and say, "Hey, can I ask you about that?" <clears throat> yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, ladies, look, I'm gonna honor your time because we've been off about an hour, and I know we have things we want to do, and 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 maybe just sleep rest, relax, or Sharon might have a new program she's coming up with. Who knows? You might have something great if you're doing down there, Elena. Elena, excuse me, said your name wrong again. And Alicia, I know you got to get back to what you were doing. So I thank the three of you for coming on to my podcast. Um, it, it's been a great conversation. I really enjoyed it. So, you know, you're welcome to come back if you want to share it. Once it's ready and available, which would be this Wednesday coming up, um, you can share it out to anybody you want. I feel like the more voices that, uh, more people that hear our voices, the more they will understand about our condition and how we think and feel about things. And um, yeah, and for our listeners out there, don't forget March 11th through the 13th in Atlanta, you can hear the three ladies speak during their breakout rooms. It's going to be an awesome time. So on that note, you have been listening to Living Life and Love at I was going to say at night, but it's not going to be at night. Um, I'm your host, Mark Braxton <laughs> from Raleigh, North Carolina. Y'all take care. God bless. Make sure you tell somebody I love you. But look in that mirror. Say I love you to that picture. Y'all take care. You have been listening to Living Life and Love with your host, Mark Braxton. This podcast was sponsored by My Vitiligo Team. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.